60 minute uh, documentary. And it really pulled back all the layers of what the biggest uh, secret in history is. And it appears from this documentary that it is the identity of black people in America. And the first part was arguing uh, that we are the true children of Israel. Mm-hmm. And it breaks down why they believe that. And mm-hmm. so the last part is going to dive into um, some deeper topics that we need to consider and how we can tap into our true selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's dive in and let's see what they are talking about. If you're the real Israelites, who are these people over there in the land of Israel claiming to be you? Those are Romans, Europeans. They got pushed up in the South Georgia, Russia, in the Caucasus Mountains, and hid themselves under the name of Khazars. Between the 8th and 9th century, the Khazarian Empire under King Bulan adopted the traditions of the Israelites and mixed it with paganism and called it Judaism. Yes, we know your history too. Then after the the Holocaust, which was was politically motivated, the elite used that as a pretext to invade the land of Israel and took those Khazarian converts and placed them in that land in 1948. In May of 1948, a new Jewish state, Israel, was born in a bath of blood. Jewish troops routed Arab forces from the city of Haifa in the first of a series of battles that were to reverberate through the years. In the year of independence, fighting was fierce in the Negev desert area. Here, Israeli troops routed the Arabs and took hundreds of prisoners. Meanwhile, on May 14, 1948, the new government, headed by David Ben-Gurion, is installed in Tel Aviv. Thus, for the first time since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. United Nations teams accompany Israeli soldiers under the white flag to retrieve the bodies of soldiers killed in the continuing strife with Arab troops. The UN was able to effect some uneasy pacts calling for a truce, but skirmishes continued to break out. Dr. Chaim Weizmann joined Premier Ben-Gurion in the government. The Jewish patriot became president as Israel went before the United Nations to seek a place in that world body. The Middle Eastern Arabic nations were in violent opposition, and when Israel was voted a membership, they walked out in a body. For the rest of the day, their seats remained empty, but they returned the next morning to no further incident. Thus, history was made as the Jewish state of Israel was born. Conceived in strife and weaned on violence, Israel has flourished to become a constructive voice in world affairs. Her flag became a symbol of hope, so I find this to be um, an interesting topic because many people talk about Israel, but I don't think we ever really put it into true context. Yeah. Israel didn't become a, uh, a state and recognized until 1948, which means that really just happened. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're sitting in 2020. So it's not quite 100 years, but we're looking at, what, 80 years or so? 
it's like Israel's only been around for 80 years, but you know, true Israel or um, you know, biblical times, that's been around for ages. And mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's ancient history. And so 72 years doesn't add up. Yeah, something's not what was happening before 1948 like even when we when i i always dog the 1619 project and say you know what happened before 1619 well what the hell happened before 1948 in uh in israel right so it's going to be interesting to see where this documentary uh heads from here to destabilize the middle east Prior to that, those people never lived in the land of Israel. Prior to 1948, those people never stepped foot in the land of Israel. Those are Just to jump back in, the same people who are claiming Israel, the same people who are claiming this land, had never been there until 1948. They've been, they're just claiming this thing, like you said, 72 years, which is a nothing and we're growing up in this i'm 34 years old we're growing up in this and we're just accepting that who's ever there has always been there not knowing that they only showed up 30 years before me definitely it's almost like it was it was long here before you kind of assume or because we hear it so often israel 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 but you don't necessarily do the sit down do the math and try to understand you know before like 1916 what happened before 1948 yeah and so it just makes me think about even you know our parents they're they're pretty close to being almost the same age uh as the people that had been there that means that their parents and if not their parents, their parents' parents, mm-hmm. something <laughs> while 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 we were going through what we were going through, people were playing musical chairs with right. Israel, and I'm wondering why. Right. Like if these people just showed up in 1948, and of course we have we think we know why. But let's just do the logic behind it. Let's say we didn't know anything about you and I possibly being the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. And someone says, yeah, we moved in in 1948, but the biblical times say that this is where the true uh, children of Israel or the, the true chosen people are from. So that would mean that if you only showed up in 1948, then that's not you. Right. So why are you pretend? Why is anyone pretending as if that is them? Mm. Just, just interesting. The Europeans hiding themselves. European Romans hiding themselves under Jewish. That's what they keep doing each time. They keep going different places and taking on different nationalities. They're the same exact people. These are the same exact people that funded your transatlantic slave trade. Yes, the same Jewish man, the same Romans. These are the same people that's responsible for your 400 year short span black history curriculum. 
These are the same exact people that control the media outlets and push rap music on the whole black community and support it and, 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 and push it on the forefront. The same exact people. They control all the media. These are the same exact people that are responsible for your Christian churches in all the neighborhoods in the black community. The Bible says when the real Jews get in the land of Israel, there will be no more war. Since those converts, Khazarian converts, went into the land, it's only been war. They don't fit the prophecies. They over there dealing with Satan. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan, using the Babylonian Talmud as their authoritative uh, source. These people are not the real Jews and they have nothing to do with the Most High God and the biblical Israelites. They're not the real Jews and they're dealing with Satan at the highest level. What are these nations trying to accomplish? Go ahead, Leandra. I see you wanting to, to say something. I saw the dollar bill. I got excited. <laughs> dollar bill caught your attention? The dollar bill. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't want to add anything right here? No, sir. Let him do his thing. He's on okay. The, literally. By suppressing all this information, what you're going to realize is that there's a group of nations that are confederate together that have been trying to get rid of the Israelites from way back when so they can offset the Bible prophecies. Keep not thou silence, O God. Hold not thy peace. And be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. The elite know that America, according to the Bible, is the last kingdom before the return of the Messiah. It's the last reigning kingdom called Babylon the Great or the Little Horn. And they're trying to offset prophecy and prolong their rulership because they know that when Christ returns, he and the 144,000 are going to be the next ruling government on the planet Earth. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers even as I received of my father. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty-four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. The elite don't want this prophecy to go forth. They're gonna do anything in their power to offset the prophecies and prolong their rulership. Because they know that once the Israelites are in rulership or in authority, that all these nations that had a hand in enslaving the Israelites, they're all going in captivity. 
It's going to be their turn for servitude. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land. And the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob and the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids, and they shall take them captives whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. Therefore, all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity, and they that spoil thee shall be a spoil, and all that prey upon thee will I give for a prey. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. The elite have got together with their top scholars in their think tanks and they know these prophecies to a T. They didn't study this book back and forth. They understand all the breakdowns and prophecies. So in order to prevent these things, they have to suppress history and rewrite history and flood the media outlets with all types of futile material like rap music, Atlanta Housewives, and other reality TV nonsense to keep your mind occupied on entertainment and diverted from anything with any significance. And the success rate of that to black people is extremely high. The black man won't pick up a book if his life depended on it. The, a book is kryptonite to the black man. It's like spraying raid on a roach. They say if you want to hide anything from a black man, you put it in a book. But the So if you want to hide anything from a black man, you put it in a book. That sounds very familiar to a title of a podcast that people are listening to right now. If you want to hide something from a Negro, you put it in dot, dot, dot. And what I argue is it's, not, it's no longer just a book anymore. If you want to hide something from a Negro, you put it in a documentary on YouTube. If you want to hide something from a Negro, you put it in the middle of a football game. Uh, you put it in the middle of um, a TV show. You, you, there's so much that is being hidden, but they just do it right in front of you. And because you love whatever it is that you're looking at, you'll bypass it and say, I oh, will worry about that later. Let me enjoy my entertainment for now. Yeah. Definitely. Which is what I was saying before is that I think this show definitely started to show the pattern of how it works is, okay, this is what's going on. This is what they could be paying attention to. Let's just put it in their face. They don't notice it anyway. Like, we're, they're so, they've mastered it so much that they really don't even have to hide it anymore. Like CNN. You're going to say what you want to say. And only what we want to say to the point where most new, like newer shows, 
aren't hiding anything. They're like, okay, you know what? CNN is, is top dog, one of the top dogs, but we're going to say what they're not saying. Right. Why would you say what they're not saying? Because people need to hear it. And because we know that it's going to bring more attention because it's something that isn't being said, like what we do on news. I agree. Um, yeah, it's just very fascinating. I know we got about 10 minutes left in this documentary. It is very fascinating how much is right in front of our eyes that we're not paying any attention to because we're distracted. Right. But and I, I'll tell you another thing, and we might have to look this up, but when I look at the companies that fund these private prisons, mm-hmm. A lot of them are on your advertisements in between the shows that you watch. Mm-hmm. So you'll be watching something that you think is just entertainment. It's no big deal. And then the next four commercials are all funded or all companies that fund private prisons, but that's hidden from you. All you know is that it's the company that you like their products and services, not knowing where their money goes. Isn't uh, Facebook one of them too? And Facebook owns Instagram. I think Facebook is part of uh, the Alec group and yeah, they definitely own Instagram and who knows what else they own in their portfolio. Right. So just, just something to pay attention to as we round out this last 10 minutes. Despite these efforts of trying to offset prophecy, there's Israelites waking up all over the world by the thousands coming up out of sleep and getting rid of these Gentile gods and coming back to the Most High God, the Creator of heaven and earth, and keeping their end of the bargain. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without a teraphim. Afterward shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king and shall fear the Lord and his goodness in the latter days. The kingdom of heaven rulership, the governing body is being set up right now in the midst of everyone and nobody even knows it. While America is on an economic decline, God is raising up the ruling government of the kingdom of heaven. He says, even though the children of Israel are as the sand of the sea, only a small remnant are going to be saved from his wrath. Isaiah also cried concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. Because the majority of you Israelites are going to be too caught up and bugged out of your mind and caught up in the world and caught up in Christianity to even give the Creator a, a thought and even to consider to go back and keep your part of the covenant. But God says, he not sending you in slavery no more. He says, if you didn't learn this time from all the captivities you've been under, if you didn't learn from getting your backs whipped, if you didn't learn from being hanged, if you didn't learn from having your sons and daughters sold, he says, I'm not bringing you into captivity no more after America. This is the last captivity. He has another plan for you. You got another punishment coming. It's called the lake of fire. But the fearful... So when I see that part, it, it reminds me of our last episode. 
mm. uh, with Cardi B and, you know, the WAP and all that good stuff or good or bad stuff, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we haven't learned, because I, I believe the biggest story from that, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the music point poisoning our children's minds. That is a huge story. Right. It's basically, in my view, if I'm Normani, which I think Normani is a beautiful young lady, and she's the, possibly the future of, of, of music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's like 22, 23, 24 uh, years old. And you take someone like Normani, who's on the, on the rise in the music industry, and I saw like some clips of her dancing for the video, but mm-hmm. the song she was dancing to wasn't necessarily this song. Right. She had she, yeah, she was just dancing, and then they took that dance on a green screen and then put it on here, mm-hmm. and it had a similar beat, mm-hmm. and that way she didn't even hear the song. So my question is, and maybe. Maybe uh, we'll never know. Right. Did Normani even know what she was dancing to, or was she just dancing? The video comes out, and now she's a whore in the house. Oh. Or, oh, that's what she's dancing to that beat. You're right, but I'm sure I understand what you're saying. But I'm sure she knew that she was going to be in the in the song and in the video. I'm she- sure. She knew she was going to be in a Cardi B video. I agree. Hey, I got this new video coming out. Going to have a whole bunch of guest features. I can't release what the song is yet. Uh, If you would like to participate, I I need you to go to the green screen, go dance, and we're going to have the dopest, sexiest women to be in this video. Um, Go ahead. Because if if you knew what the song was, then why wouldn't, when I was listening to the green screen thing, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just be dancing to that song? Okay, so first I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on a bandwagon, right? Okay. So to what you're saying, that does make sense because, okay, first Kylie walks down like she's a madam. Mm-hmm. She comes kind of comes into the house like that that I'm that chick. Right. I automatically thought madam. Then she opens the door. And there's no, like, uh, nothing behind the door. But then we start to see all these other artists. Like, you see Mulatto, Mulatto, you see Normani. I don't know who the other girl was. But you could tell that it was, like, the girls coming up. Or, like, who else is popping kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they're just in a, you're right, they're just in a green screen and they're dancing to whatever they're dancing to. So, technically... They probably didn't hear the song or they heard a part of the song, but they didn't know that they were going to be a hoe in the house. They probably thought they were going to just, ah, I like that. I do enjoy that point. But what if I played devil's advocate and said that they did know, that Nornamani knew exactly what she was doing and it was just good for her career, that Mulatto know, and it was just good for her career. What would you say about that? Well, Let's play this first. This is Normani dancing with the music playing. You tell me if she knows that this is WAP. Because this is what she's dancing to. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I don't know what happened before this video or after this video, but this is what she's dancing to. And I heard it there at the end. So maybe she does know. Maybe at the end, she did hear this and maybe it was a conscious decision. So let's then answer your question. So this is what I was saying to go back to how it relates to the documentary we're looking at. It's, well, if you did know, then that means that you're willing to go back into captivity again. Mm-hmm. You're willing to, there's people making choices every single day to be a slave. They're making the choice daily to be enslaved in various sectors, mm-hmm. not just in sexual side of things or the music industry, but various sectors, people are deciding, hey, I'd rather be uh, underneath someone else than to have my own. And with Normani and the rest, it's okay. You have an opportunity to be free and you're choosing not to be free. You're choosing not to have a free mind. You're choosing fame and fortune over peace, love, and joy. And so what I say to that is your your choices are going to yield uh, the harvest that you receive. So I have a question, if, if that's your point, right? Your argument or your stance is what would you say about those? Because I have a degree, you have a degree. Um, what are your, what's your stance on people who pursue education? Like, let's say, other than just a bachelor's, you go on and you go to medical school, you go to law school, you pursue your master's. What do you say about continuing education and finding your place in politics or finding your place in the medical field as a doctor or, um, what's another big field? Those are like the two biggest ones. Could you say that you're playing their game too? Would you argue that you're playing their game too? You definitely could. And I, this is coming from someone who has an MBA in business. Mm-hmm. You definitely could argue that you're just jumping through hoops to feel accepted into society mm-hmm. because, and unfortunately, that's the way, especially in the medical field, you almost have to in order to play that game. But in, in any other field besides medical, or maybe, maybe the law school one, but anything besides medical and law school, you definitely are just jumping through hoops to, to get accepted. Why not medical and law school? Why wouldn't you see that as trying to be accepted in society? Well, still accepted into society, but you definitely want to go through some type of filtering system than having everybody be a doctor. You know, you got to go through something. Everybody can't just raise their hand and be a doctor and start operating and doing triple bypass surgeries yeah. without some type of, maybe it isn't schooling, but some type of apprenticeship mm-hmm. that gets them prepared for those types of situations. And then in law school, you don't want just anybody 
you know, representing you in a court of law uh, because that could be trouble. So I'm not sure if the answer is school, but it's definitely, you definitely need some type of filtering system in those two particular areas. I just don't know if I agree with the current filtering system that is going on because the current filtering system is leaving a lot of those students in debt. In mm-hmm. debt, you become a slave to who you're indebted to. And that's what I mean by putting yourself into captivity is other than those two fields, there are also other students who walk out with student loan debt and they are in debt. And a lot of these are uh, government um, student loans. A lot of these people end up in debt to their own government and they spend the rest of their life trying to pay that off. And so if you're in debt to the government that we're also saying is modern day Rome based off of this documentary, then you're, it's the same, it's the same system that was always happening. It's just in a different form. And so you could definitely argue that a lot of people have put themselves into captivity, uh, even after being free, uh, being already free. Definitely. I could understand that point. It's, ah, yes, it's more. Okay. Yeah, we got, we got about five, six more minutes here. And let's see what else we uncover. And unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. Now, he he just named all the different people that will face the second death being thrown into the lake of fire. He said all whoremongers. Whoremongers. And there's some whores in his house. And there's some whores in his house. So what is a whoremonger? Let's look it up. Maybe that has nothing to do with this. Okay, here we go. Whoremonger, a person who has dealings with prostitutes, especially a sexually promiscuous man. So, um, someone who consorts with whores. So not only is it the whores in the house, that's the issue, but then who's choosing to be with those whores in the house? (laughs) That, that, that person is just as guilty as the whore in the house herself or himself because a whore doesn't have to be a woman. It could also be a man. So you become what you lay down next to. You become who you eat with. You become who you associate with. And so what he is saying in this, and I'm not trying to get all overly religious. I promise I'm not. But a lot of his context comes from religious texts and Mm -hmm. biblical texts. And he's saying, yo, these group of people, murderers, whoremongers, uh, liars, all these different people, we're throwing you into the lake of fire when all this is cleared out. And so what does the lake of fire look like? I don't know. But I'm just trying to make sure I don't ever find out. Right. And you're going to be there for a very long time. But to those that have an ear and come back and return to the Heavenly Father, He's going to make a new covenant with you. For finding fault with them, He saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
The Bible says that the new covenant is with the Israelites, not all nations. He made the first covenant with you, and he's making the next covenant with you as well. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. What does it mean after those days? It's talking about when you get into the wilderness. Yes, you have to go to the wilderness again. The same way when you came out of Egypt and you went into the wilderness and made the first covenant is the same exact way when you come out of America, which is the modern Egypt, you're going to have to go into the wilderness again. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. So what we have to pay attention to if this is going to happen during our lifetime is what's going to cause all the lost tribes to have to leave their respective countries. Is it a coronavirus? Is it a flood? Is it what's going to cause people to say, you know what, we got we to gotta go. We got to leave Jamaica. We got to leave Bahamas. We got to leave Florida. We got to leave New York. We got to leave North Carolina. We got to leave New Jersey. We got to go. All of us, let's go. I don't know what that is. Maybe it's, you know, some people are saying that their UFOs are coming. Mm. And, you know, what's that going to do? So, something's going to cause people to leave. And it may be during our lifetime or the next, but something is going to cause the children of Israel to leave. And I'm very interested in seeing what's going to be that catalyst. I'm interested in seeing where the wilderness is. Well, I see the wilderness. I've always saw the wilderness as a state of mind. Mm. So it's to me, what a wilderness is, is you simply are not, you're not, you're not, lost but you're also not found and so if everybody's leaving they have to figure out where to go and so unless you know where to go which you and I know where to go we got to go back to Israel mm-hmm. but what if something causes something to happen so fast that you don't you don't have time to say well we're going to Israel you just know that I'm leaving where I am and so for 40 days or 40 nights or for another hundred years or however long it is, instead of going to where you're supposed to go, you go to Ghana or you go to South Africa or you go to these other places. And although you think you're home, you're still in the wilderness because you aren't where you're supposed to be. That's the way I've always viewed it. I could be totally, you know, off base, but it's very, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And I do agree. I think it is going to come because isn't it 400 years since? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's where is if it doesn't happen soon, it's what we're talking about is probably going to happen within the next 50 to 100 years. Mm-hmm. If not, if not within the next year. Four years. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, we're talking, we're right now, we're, we're, I could see it happening, whatever this thing is. Like now, like at the end of this episode, you know, we look up and something's popped off. 
Yeah. And if, if there was ever a year for it to happen, it may be 2020. Uh-huh. And that's why so much things are shifting, so much things are being found out, and because something is getting prepared. Right. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people. And there will I plead with you face to face, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt. So will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod. And I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. The covenant is going to be made after Christ returns. That's the new covenant. Then in the new covenant now, you're still under the same exact covenant you made when you came out of Egypt. That's a binding covenant right now. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And God says he's going to put his laws in your mind. Yes, those same laws that your Christian church teaches are done away with. Those are the laws that are going to govern the kingdom of heaven. The same way America has their laws that govern America. The laws written in the Bible in the first five books of Moses, those are the laws that's going to govern the kingdom of heaven. Those are the same exact laws that you promised and made a pact with the Most High saying that you would keep and you refuse to keep to this day. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord which say unto the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things, prophesy deceits. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered, and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, ye are the sons of the living God. In these same exact places where you were scattered for a reproach and called by different names like African-American, Negro and colored people, and where you were told in church that you were a Gentile, in these same exact places, it's now being told to you that you're actually the children of Israel. Prophecy is being fulfilled right now. It's up to you now to make a choice. Either you're going to come back and keep your end of the bargain, or you're going to still stay out in the world. And if you stay out in the world, the only thing you can look forward to is weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Most High is extending out His hand one last time. It's either you're going to repent and come back, or you're going to die in your sins. You can hang on to whatever you want. You still want to worship the Gentiles' gods? You go for it. The Gentiles can teach that the law is done away with. They wasn't back there in uh, in the wilderness, and they wasn't back there with, with the blood sprinkled on them. They wasn't under a covenant. They didn't. They weren't back there saying, we will obey. You did. The Most High never gave them no laws to keep. But he gave it to you. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. 
And as far as judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So there's no punishment for them not keeping the laws. But there's a great punishment for you not keeping it. So it's time to decide. Either you're going to be in or you're out. But now you know who you are. So that's a really great way, uh, says here, the Israelites today are of Negroid or Native American descent from your father's lineage, according to the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Awesome, 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 awesome documentary. Um, So what are your thoughts? You've now been able to watch the full essence of the hidden identity. Is it BS? Is it bogus? Is it something that we shouldn't be listening to? Is there parts of it that you agree with and parts that you disagree with? What are your thoughts walking away from that? That's a very bold question to ask. Um, Because it's almost literally asking, do you accept this as your truth, as your identity, or do you not? Does that make sense? Like, do you have to reject this as your truth? Right. question sounds like to me and in all that I've learned or experienced or witnessed in my uh, quarter of a century um, I think all of the things that he's sharing are true not only because he can qualify them but because we see that we literally intent these past few episodes seen how those things individually unravel in our day-to-day basis. We've seen something from Friday, dissected it, seen how it made sense with what he was saying and what's happening in current times and what they're covering and what they're not sharing and what the truth is. Um, But very literally, yes, I do feel like that is the truth. I do feel like the lessons that we have learned are not fully the truth. I do believe that there are scholars who know exactly what he's sharing with us and more um, that we do have to listen to. And I feel like that's ultimately why we constantly have this fight amongst ourselves and not necessarily ourselves as in with each other, but ourselves within individually. Um, We know the truth. We feel the truth. We just don't know it. And It's not something as simple as picking up a book anymore. It's having conversations like this. It's reading. Yes, it is in a book, but it's paying attention to media. It's paying attention to the businesses that we support and where their their money goes and what they're sharing with us. It goes into understanding finance. It goes into understanding fitness and wellness and what we eat and put into our bodies, who we share our bodies with, all of those things ultimately intertwine. 